Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout Fishkin, and uh, I am one of the hosts here of the Pro Football Scouting Show, joined today by my co-host Austin Smith, as well as Josh Davis, the producer of Pigskin Nut Radio. And uh, throughout the next month, we started on it last week, uh, we're going to be giving you a preview uh, of every single team in the NFL, every single team's team's training camp, uh, and really, you know, the things that you know, the things that we want to see this team accomplish during this training camp, what the expectations are. Um, and, and this is this is the time of year where, um, you know, we, we really can get excited about starting to talk about football again. This show is brought to you by PigskinNutRadio.com. It is the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're driving to work, on lunch break, driving home, or just having a nice relaxing evening, it's always better when you're getting your football fix. Whether you're breaking down players on this show, the Pro Football Scouting Show, tuning into controversial topics and debates on Pro Football Roundtable, uh, discussing classic football players and topics on Wide Right, or exclusive shows on your on your favorite NFL team with our current lineup including the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, soon to be featuring the Browns, Broncos, Steelers, and Chiefs. Guys, this is the future of football radio. Make pigskinnut.com and pigskinnutradio.com, your ultimate source for football news and radio. It's the football news and radio you've been missing. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Um, we we have all, we have Austin here today, back with us in the studio. Uh, Austin, you know, today you're going to be you're going to be covering the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, it, it, what makes you so excited to cover this team in terms of? Their training camp and what are going to be the expectations for this team in 2019? Well, you know, I um I expect them to compete at a high level again for the second straight year. Last year, you know, a lot of people thought that Chicago was going to be better. I don't think they thought they were going to go 12 and four and you know be a three seed and what some people thought might be you know one of the favorites to to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But uh, we knew Chicago was going to be better and. What excites me about it is this offseason has just, in my personal opinion, been phenomenal for the Chicago Bears. They've made some some nice little additions in free agency. I thought they had a, a really good draft. Um, and, you know, they, they made some moves that people kind of, you know, weren't exactly sure why they were doing it, like the trade of Jordan Howard. But in the end, this is a football team that last year the defense was great. The offense continued to get better. Now I think the offense is catching up a little bit. And, yes, maybe the defense might take a, a step back with Vic Fangio, you know, leaving to go to Denver. But but Chuck Pagano's out there, you know, uh, really putting his magic on this defense. He's making comparisons to them being the next Baltimore, you know, the the the, four, the 2011 Baltimore's Ravens defense. You know, and I'll tell you right now, it's uh, it's going to be exciting to watch, 
you know, a team that was defense strong, offense good enough to get by, maybe become more balanced on both sides of the ball in a division that's, let's be frank, you know, this is probably one of the most competitive divisions in football this year, if not the most competitive, when you consider that, you know, the two teams that, you know, finished last had, you know, quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford in them. So it's going to be very interesting, but I, I, I'm excited to see the Chicago Bears go out and, uh, and you know, try and repeat as the, the kings of the NFC North. I, I, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm excited to hear you here talk about the Bears. You know, what we, you know, talk about when we do this is, you know, we, we typically talk about, you know, what happened last season, what went right, what went wrong. And, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at the Chicago Bears, I think there is a consensus opinion that offense needs to take, needs to take the next step. Once they can do that, this is a team that, you know, maybe maybe can go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Josh, we're going to have you on um, talking about the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, this is this this is a well this is a well coached football team. Um, when you when you look at Matt Patricia and his history of bringing the best out of out of defensive players, Bill Belichick hired him for a reason. He has brought a new culture to Detroit. Uh, and today you're going to be breaking down. You're going to be breaking down the Detroit Lions here. Um, but, you know, also you are featured on uh, one of our other shows as our producer, uh, Pro Football Roundtable. Uh, tell the folks a little bit about that show and uh, kind of some of the stuff that we'll be discussing on there. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Yeah, we uh, uh, over on Pro Football Roundtable, what we do is, you know, we do have shows like 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 similar to this one uh, where we break down teams and, and, and talk about we just finished up. Uh, our series on the future of each team in each division. Uh, but what we also do on that show is we tackle the tough topics. And I didn't really mean to, to add a tongue twister in there, but like, well, that's what we do. We, uh, we just got through talking about, you know, the mental health side of being a sports fan. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, the concussions and CTE and, and the protests and, you know, we talked about the um, whether or not it was a good idea for the NFL to uh, expand to 18 weeks or 18 games uh, instead of staying with 16. And we don't just stay with, you know, your normal analysis. You know, how's this team looking on the field? Who'd they add? Things like that. We, we go outside the lines a little bit. Uh, outside of the gridiron, and, and we uh, uh, see how football fits with us in our regular lives. And, and you know, because you know, we might be all about football, but the the players are real people too, and, and they have actual lives, and, and their football bleeds off onto their uh, their regular lives, and 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 just like with ours. And, and coming up on that show, uh, we're it. Uh, we're going to be breaking down each one of us. Uh, it's going to give you what we think is our top ten quarterbacks in the NFL today, Steve. Yep, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to do that. Uh, Austin, Austin and I, you know, we, we we've we've gone back and forth, and we actually did have a past show uh, discussing some of the some of the top quarterbacks on here. So, uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be excited to do that again. Uh, I have been rethinking my uh, my position on Breeze and Brady. Uh, I feel like with those guys, I do go back and forth, uh, you know, quite a bit. But yeah, we'll I'll be we'll be excited to do that again. And uh, you know, we're going to start things off by, 
you know, I'm going to give my training camp preview of the Green Bay Packers. And really, you know, when we talk about a training camp preview, what we want to talk about is, you know, what happened last year? What went what went right? What went wrong? Um, how has how has the offense improved or gotten worse? And then the same thing with the defense. You know, what can we expect uh, in turn in terms of coaching scheme, maybe tempo? What can we expect from the offense and defense and camp? Who are some breakout players? And and you know what does it take? What is it? What does a successful training camp look like for the offense and and, and for and for the defense? Uh, and then you know just projecting a little bit about uh, not too much, but a little bit as this gives us insight in, into in, into how things unfold during the regular season. Look, uh, maybe 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 it's just maybe it's just my recent suffering history as as a Giants fan. But I'll tell I'll tell you this though. Um, people always say, "Oh, it's just training camp. It's just preseason." But um, I've seen, you know, I see more often than not when you're seeing issues in training camp, you're seeing issues in preseason. They do typically fester over into the regular season. So, uh, you know, this this stuff this stuff is important. It's critical. Um, and uh, you know, and, and you know, in terms of the Green Bay Packers, um, this is a team that I'm really excited to talk about because I think. Uh, they could have one of one of the really underrated defenses, uh, you know, in the NFL this year. So kind of, you know, look, looking back at their season last year, um, look, Aaron Rodgers, when um, he, he played, he played great as he always does. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game still is. But, um, you know, what he really needed is he needed someone to emerge as a true number one wide receiver. Uh, I felt he got that in Devontae Adams, but you know, a, a lot of the issue is, you know, who do you have? Who do you have on the opposite side of Devontae Adams to really help you spread things out? You know, they brought in uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, they drafted Jay Sternberger from Texas A&M, um, and uh, and you know, when you look at the running back position, you know, um, Aaron Jones played played well last year. Um, I think you know what I'm going to really want to see from this offense is, uh, you know, I'm going to really want to see Aaron Rodgers spreading the ball to different guys now. Um, now, Valtez uh, Scantling, um, you know, he's he's an interesting prospect because uh, I saw him make a lot of big catches down the field last year. Uh, you look at who they brought in as a head coach. Uh, they brought in Matt LaFleur, who uh, previously he was the offensive coordinator for, for Tennessee. But, you know, they brought him in. You know, look, I'll tell you, in the NFL, you know, if you are the coach – uh, and that and that guy and that guy has a good year. You're it, it's it, it always pays dividends in terms of getting jobs in the NFL because uh, you look you look at the quarterbacks that had success when Lafleur was there. Um, I, either either you know really as a quarterback coach, Jared Goff in 2017. Uh, he was he was he was their quarterback coach. He actually was he actually um, was with the Falcons in 2016. When Matt Ryan had his had his MVP year, um, and he was also RG 3s quarterback coach in his rookie year when when he when he act, when he actually won Offensive Rookie of the Year. And what Lafleur likes to do is, um, you know, he's he's very he's very big he's very big on the play action. And despite um, people saying you know the Titans' offense really struggled, uh, I thought as the year went on, now there there were a lot of injuries there, especially along. The offensive line and Marcus Mariota having his nerve his nerve issue um, that was a huge problem for Mariota last year. But you know, um, you look you look at the production uh, of of this team. Um, you know, he got he got a, he got a lot of players going. 
Uh, and when you look at as this season went on, you know, I really thought the offense, you know, started started to play a lot better. Uh, even take a guy like Corey Davis in his second year, he took he took he took a big step. And uh, and you know, not only that, I felt that um, you look at you look at the way Corey Davis was used in that offense last year. Um, I really liked what I saw um, when you know in 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 some of the Titans highlights and some of the games that I watched because um, what I what I noticed is that you know he was he was very he was very very big on the play action and. Uh, you know, in terms of you know using Davis and trying to move trying to move him around the formation to create favor, favorable matchups for him, um, you know I thought he did a good job of that. You know, f- from the limited games that I saw, typically every single week I do try to watch every single game. And I'll, what I'll do is they have that old 10, 15, 20 minute you know condensed uh, highlights of every single game. But but I remember you know uh, I really started to feel like that towards as the season went on, despite people saying this Titans offense wasn't good um, when they, when they got healthier, when they were healthy, uh, I did see um, some good stuff to build off of. So look, um, I get it. You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a very long track record. He's 39 years old. But um, when you, when you talk about what this team actually needs, um, I think, you know, I think, you know, this team needs, needs, needs a guy that's going to stretch and challenge Aaron Rodgers that can and I think based on based on the play calling that LaFleur has it's going to fit Aaron Rodgers very well who's great on the play action and uh I'm I'm ex- I'm excited um to see what this offense can do when you look at when you look at them uh, offensively you know they did add they did add a few guys in the draft uh they added Elton Jenkins and they added Jay Sternberger um two you know two guys that you know can potentially contribute right away um, when you look at, when you look at Elton Jenkins, you know, he's a guy that I think can come in and he can be someone that is in the mix early on to be on, to be on that starting offensive line. Uh, Austin, uh, I know you scouted, uh, Elton Jenkins quite a bit, you know, the interior offensive lineman from Mississippi state. Um, you know, I, you know, based, based on, based on the, you know, the tape that I saw of him, which was, you know, about a game or so, um, I think that, you know, He's he's someone that probably could contribute right away um, and maybe even be in the mix to start. Do you see him being able to do that in year one? You know, I think he has the talent to. What I will say is this. Green Bay's had, you know, a a solid core of offensive linemen that have played together for a while. So chemistry is something that he lacks with the guys playing around him. That some of the guys that I think he's a better football player than – you know, they, they, they have that. They've worked with, you know, with the Bulagas, with, you know, the Bakhtiaris, the, the, the guys that are going to be the core pieces on that offensive line. But, but let me tell you right now, I thought that was an outstanding pick, mainly because I personally thought he would be somebody that would, that might push his way at the end of the first round. I mean, I, if I'm recall correct, I think the, the Los Angeles Rams for a while held the 31st pick. Uh, I, I forget, uh, what ended up coming of their 31st pick. I want, I think want to say they traded out, but the bottom line is that's where I had Elton Jenkins going. And to think that they, that this guy was the green Bay Packers third pick in this draft that they took two guys in the first round before they got a talent like him, who I personally thought could slide into the first round. I mean, that's, you know, that's, 
that's a, a steal in my opinion. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I've never, and, and this isn't just me coming from a Chicago Bears standpoint, I've never really thought Green Bay has ever had an overly dominant offensive line. I thought they've had guys that could get the job done. I thought Aaron Rodgers has really, you know, has really kind of, you know, saved them a lot of times with his ability to escape the pocket and extend plays, as well as his ability to kind of do some of the things that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have always done, and that's neutralize a pass rush by getting the ball out quick. You know, by the time you guys are in your, you know, finally trying to turn the corner, balls are already out and the plays, you know, you, the play for you is over. So, you know, I, I thought, you know, a lot of these offensive linemen that were, you know, I wouldn't say subpar, but, but, you know, league average, I thought that they benefited from a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but, but I don't believe Elton Jenkins is a guy that benefits by any quarterback's play. I think the quarterback benefits from his play. He is a big, strong man. And, you know, I'll say this much too. The green Bay offensive line had been known for blocking in the run game. We haven't seen a truly spectacular rushing attack since the days of, of, you know, Ahmad green, there, you know, as a steady threat from the running back position. So, you know, I- I'll throw this out there. Elton Jenkins isn't just going to make he's the ready quarterback to start, better. Man. Oh yeah, he, he's he's not. If 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 he if if they if they find a spot for him on that interior, and it doesn't have to just be center, it could be one of the guard positions. If he finds a spot on that interior offensive line, he's not just going to make Aaron Rodgers better. He's going to make those running backs better as well. Yeah, and and we're seeing so many of these guys come out. So so many of these versatile interior offensive linemen who they have experience at center. You know, they've played they've played both guard spots. Um, you know, and and then they have, they have another guy there. You know, you know, Jace Jay Sternberger that, that they brought in there. Uh, and look, you know, with, with Jimmy, you know, with Jimmy Graham, you know, being motivated, um, I'm gonna really want to see you know what they what they can do with some of these other passing weapons outside outside of outside of Devonte Adams. Uh, Valta, Valta Scanling, you know, he's, he's, he's someone that, again, he made, he made a lot, he made a lot of big plays last year over and over again. Uh, I think, I think there was one or two games where he really stood out, but you know, um, he did, he did have some good consistent plays sprinkled throughout the year. So I'll be interested to see, you know, what some of these other weapons can do. Um, and look, they're going to, they're going to need some other guys in this offense to step up. I think that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. I'm going to get back and talk about uh, Green Bay's defense heading into training camp back here on the Pro Football Scouting Show. All right, we're back here on the Pro Football Scouting Show, and uh, we're giving our, pre- giving our preview of the uh, NFC North for the training camp of all four teams. Over the next 30 days, we're doing every single team in the NFL, breaking down you know what what that team looks like going into, tra- into training camp what some of the goals objectives things that we should be looking for with these teams starting training camp um you know i'm going to move on now to the defensive side of the ball for green bay and uh if anytime someone asks me about you know uh an off you know an offense or a defense in this league that i think is going to be that could be that could be under the radar very good in 2019 I'm always thinking about the Green Bay Packers defense. I really am, because they got they they got a lot of they have a number of good players in that in that front seven. Um, first of all, uh, I th- I think when you look at the play of Kenny Clark and and Mike Daniels, um, you know those those guys those guys have been very good. They were especially good last year. 
Um, you bring in you bring in a guy like like Rashawn Gary, who um, you know, despite you know, despite you know, people talking about Rashawn Gary um, not having not having the productivity, and that might be why he fell in the first round. Um, you know, I think in, in some way, shape, or form, you know, he's 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 going to provide he's going to pro, he's going to provide pressure, and he's going to provide an impact uh, for this defense. But um, you know, again, you know, just you look you look at Kenny Clark. You know, he is really one of the really underrated uh, interior defensive linemen uh, in in the in the NFL. Uh, and then you and then you have then you have Mike Daniels, uh, another guy. Um, that again, an, another really you know underrated defensive lineman, and uh, you know this team is just full of full of guys in their front seven that are really good football players that don't get talked about a lot. Uh, you look at Blake Martinez; um, he's up there as one of the best coverage linebackers uh, in the in the in the NFL. He's an, he's he's instinctive. Um, he's 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 he has great sideline to sideline range, but you really see him excel. Uh, a lot, you know, when he's dropping back into coverage, and that's really what you want for, from today's NFL middle linebacker. You need a guy that can do that. And then, and then you look, you look at their secondary. Uh, I thought Jair Alexander um, before last season started, he was one of he was one of the guys that I was thinking would be in that rookie of the year conversation. And uh, you know, when he when he played last year, he he did a really good job. They've added Adrian Amos in the back end of that defense, and. What really excites me now, um, more than any of that other stuff I've talked about, is they've added some pressure. They've added some pressure on the edge, and they've added some really good players. They added Preston Smith from Washington, um, and they added Zadarius Smith from Baltimore. Um, these are these are two guys that um, they are they are always playing at a hundred. They're always playing at a hundred percent. These guys have great motors. Um, you look at Zadarius Smith. You know he plays violent and aggressive, and he's really become a much better football player over the past few years. There's a lot of times you just turn on a you just turn on a game, and you see that you see just you see tape of a player, and it's and it just pops to you. Uh, when I turned on Ravens games last year, I really enjoyed watching watching Zadarius Smith, um, and and you notice down in and down out, he was playing really hard. Preston Smith. Um, is another guy that, despite you know not being a league leader in sacks, um, he was he was a guy that got consistent pressure last year. And if you look at some of the things that made that Redskins defense good, um, you know I think he got a little bit unnoticed, but he really was a huge part uh, of their success last year. And I think when you look at Clark Daniels, adding Rashawn Gary, adding Zadarius Smith. Um, you know, Preston Smith, you know, Blake Martinez evolving and, you know, adding players in the secondary. This could be a defense that's really good. And, uh, you know, that's really what I'm looking for is is I really want to hear big stuff out of training camp in terms in terms of this defense, because I think um, they really could be one of those teams that's under the radar, um, you know, is, uh, you know, that that under the radar, you know, they could be a really powerful force uh, in 2019. So, again, you know, I think. You know, looking looking at both the Packers on the offense and the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think a successful training camp on offense really looks like this: is 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 at the end of the day, can they get some other guys to step up? You know, out, outside of Devontae Adams, you know, that's that's going to be really a big thing that that I'm going to want to see. Can can Jimmy Graham step up? Maybe maybe they'll start to use Jay Sternberger. You know, if they have a two tight end option, and you know, some of these some of these other guys like Valdez Scantling. 
uh, can he continue to play well? Um, so um, that's going to be really the key for the offense. And then, and then on defense, um, I want, I want to, I want to see that in, in training camp, that this is a defense that plays well, that plays aggressive that, you know, they're, and they're getting, they're getting good play out of their secondary, because I think um, when you look, when you look at this, this secondary, it's, it's a really young, it's a really young unit with Jair Alexander um, going into his second year. They drafted Darnell Savage in the first round. They brought in Adrian Amos, um, you know, Josh Jackson, they also drafted last year. So I think, um, I feel really good about, you know, uh, the first two levels of this defense. But I really feel that if you get a good training camp, um, you know, out of, out of the secondary and, and they, they have some guys or they, that they've, you know, either drafted really high or, or they've spent some money to get in free agency. I think I think it could be the, t- the thing that puts this defense and potentially this team over the top. So so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, next um, we're going to take um, we're going to take a quick break again. And then we're going to be back and we're going to have our producer, Josh Davis. He's going to give us his training camp preview of the Detroit Lions. We'll be right back here on the Pro Football Scouting Show.